I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Thanksgiving is going to look a little different this year. And you know what? I think that's a good thing. It's time to throw out the rules of Thanksgiving of the past. You don't have to drain your bank account at the grocery store or be exhausted after cooking. And hey, if you love lasagna, why not make that your Thanksgiving? Our guest, food and travel journalist Melissa Corbin, is joining us to share all the ways you can brace Thanksgiving in 2020. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Come to Game. 
where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Now, one thing you should know about me is that I love to cook. The more complicated the recipe, the more fun I actually have, but they don't always turn out great. In fact, there was this one time early on when I was dating Jeff that I attempted to make a really complicated cake that just didn't turn out. I mean, it was a complete disaster and I had a full-on meltdown with some really big girl tears. But you know what he did? He stuck his face in it and he ate the whole cake with joy. And I just I had to laugh because it didn't matter how it turned out. And e- even though I love to cook, this Thanksgiving, we're doing things differently, a less expensive, less exhaustive version. This episode is all about giving yourself permission, a permission slip to change the rules this year and do the version of Thanksgiving that you can A, afford, and B, you feel comfortable with. If 2020 has taught us all to embrace a new money mindset, I also want you to embrace a new mindset this Thanksgiving. So Melissa, she's going to be your Thanksgiving guide on this episode. She's a Tennessee-based freelance food and travel journalist, sharing stories of folks who care about their world's future. She's been published in some of the top magazines and sites, including Travel Channel, USA Today, Food and Wine Magazine, Lonely Planet, and so many others. So sit back and enjoy this fun conversation about turkey, sweet potatoes, giving gratitude, Thanksgiving history, and find out the right way to pronounce one of America's favorite desserts. You know, we're talking about like Thanksgiving this year, obviously 2020 being a whole jump ball. You know, mm-hmm. what does Thanksgiving look like? And there, there are just so many articles about, you know, what do you do for Thanksgiving? Do you do it differently? Do you not do it differently? And I was really thinking like this year, I think you really can give yourself permission to change the rules, to change mm-hmm. the menu, to change how you do it and to do it just a different way. So just wanted to kind of start off like what is what is your Thanksgiving look like for this year? Are you making any any changes? Well, my Thanksgiving has always been fairly simple. Uh sometimes my sister will come into town. She won't be this year, but typically it's just me and my mother and daddy. Um so as far as the guest list goes, it's not much different. Um I will say I, I get tickled hearing everybody talk about their their Zoom meetings <laughs> and uh, the the guy that just got fired for exposing himself on a Zoom. It, I, I kind of cracked up. You know, don't forget your pants because you don't want to <laughs> be that uncle, right? But I, I definitely want to get on my soapbox just for one second. I promise it won't take. Yes, no, no. Don't jump up there. The as you know, and a lot of my friends and uh, readers know, I am a farm girl, and so I'm always trying to advocate for the farmer. And this whole entire year, you know, of course, Zoom and virtual chats have have been a thing. 
I want people to understand that the very person that has probably raised your food probably doesn't even have access to that. Um, so out here in the country, uh, I, while I have good internet service, my parents can barely pick up a signal on their phone where they are because we kind of get left at, left out of that conversation sometimes about cell towers and that sort of thing. So just, uh, you know, and just beyond that, there are so many people are, are not able to afford internet. And I think, you know, with the whole school system being on Zoom and everything, it's just, it's a delicate subject. So I've got enough of a nosebleed from that, that, uh, that high, high mountaintop I just came off of. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's a really important point because that's something that, that we don't think about a lot. I mean, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's kind of sad to say, but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about necessarily where my food originally came from. And I think that's something that I need to actually think about more from a, from a different perspective, but we kind of lose sight of that. Like specifically, if we're talking about something about Thanksgiving, we just think about this big table, like full of food, but we don't think about the origins of that food. That's right. Well, and, you know, you hear it a million times over, you know, shake the hand that fed you and that sort of thing. So, um, but it's just a valid conversation to have that it's not just about uh, the, I know we're going to talk about turkey a lot today, I'm sure. But so it's not just about, you know, who raised your turkey, but what's going on in that farmer's life and that that farmer's family uh, that's very different from, say, a, a mainstream conventional conversation about where your food comes from so um and that being said you know I mean uh, my favorite things that I have been doing during the the pandemic is to uh write random thank you notes to uh people that I know no matter what their walk of life is I send one or two out every day and it kind of helps give keep me kind of positive and I think that that might be, a, instead of going around the table saying what you're thankful for this year, which by all means, the more gratitude, the, the better. But um, perhaps at each place setting, um, leave a couple of blank thank you notes. And, you know, maybe that's something that the family can do around the table that year is to to take a little time, say, over dessert or something like that to write a random thank you card to somebody, whether it's like maybe a, a frontline worker that we know or or something like that. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think incorporating gratitude is always such a great way to to do this. I know a lot of friends who like typically do a, a Friendsgiving have some sort of elements like that. And they've talked about like how they can move that virtually. And I'm I'm just curious, you know, as a as a food expert, what are some of the ways if someone does do like a virtual Thanksgiving, like is there a way to really cultivate community and and have that essence of like sharing a meal if you're doing it virtually? I mean, are there some of these these tips or or ways that you can maybe bridge that gap a little bit? Um that's a very good question. You know, like I say, I'm not the biggest fan of the the whole virtual stuff anymore. I mean, I, it's <laughs> it's it's definitely part of our reality right now. But I don't know about you, but I love getting mail. I love getting like a, a you know a handwritten something or another, and especially since our mail carriers have 
you know, they've had to fight a good fight this season. <laughs> and so maybe you're thank you notice to them as far as incorporating community, like you were saying. But if, if, if we're going to talk about, you know, the electronic age and using a virtual Thanksgiving, I think it would be wonderful to use social media platforms to do, say, a live thank you to the people that you love and have uh, given to you throughout the year. Uh, I think that that would be wonderful. Hmm, I like that idea. Yeah, I know. It, it, even in my own family, I have a I have a pretty small family, and uh, we haven't seen a lot of each other this year, specifically because we're all in Los Angeles, where there are really mm-hmm. high COVID rates. And right. you know, it complicates the the subject even more because Thanksgiving is actually my mom's birthday. So, uh, yes. And so it's, uh, it's interesting when you start talking about getting for us, there would be seven people plus a three-year-old together and girl, that three-year-old. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) totally. Right. And so it's, it's an interesting conversation of, of who's willing to do what to do it in the safest way possible. And, you know, I know I was reading this vice article the other day talking about, um, it gave like this whole long of excuses of what to say to your family members if you either decide to not go home because of COVID or maybe you got laid off and you were furloughed and so money's an issue mm-hmm. or, you know, you don't want to talk about politics with your family this year. Mm-hmm. Particularly, you know, it was like all of these things to say. And I think it just brings up like such a good point that this year really is, you know, as I was saying to my family, like this is a different year. This isn't what we were dealing with last year, two years ago. Right. We have all these different scenarios going on. And so we really have to like think about this differently, which, you know, it's always interesting when you're dealing with family, whether they're willing to do that or not. <laughs> right. And goodness, what a great excuse you have if you don't want to go home. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that person. I, I, I love my mom and daddy so much. You know, there's a certain amount of grace that comes with with this season in our lives. And when I say this season in our lives, I'm talking about 2020 and um, finding the grace that it's given us and just giving yourself the to, to go easy on yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's that's so very true. And I know I've heard from a lot of friends that who are deciding to, you know, maybe just stay with their pot of people or or their partner this Thanksgiving and but they're doing Thanksgiving they've never done it before and they're they're freaking out a little bit about this. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I just I'm, I'm curious like, you know, h- how does someone who's never done a Thanksgiving before like is there a, an approachable affordable way to to go about it? weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. 
And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding? Or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical. If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all in one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this, they release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. 
Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today. And I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses. And I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. Yeah, so, and I mean, this could even be, you know, if you're stuck by yourself, and I hate to say that word stuck, because sometimes being by yourself is the best thing that you can do. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be about the turkey. Of course, I love a whole turkey uh, for a bunch of different reasons, and you can really squeeze every inch out of that bird. So, for example, you know, I I make stock out of the carcass every year, and you can make like a turkey ramen over the weekend or freeze that stock, you know, to use it throughout the, the winter season. Because, I mean, who doesn't need, you know, some chicken or, in this case, turkey stock for the soul, right? Totally. Um, I take the, the giblets and turn it into a pate. Um, so, you know, trying to make use of all of the bird. But if, if you don't want to do the bird, I've done turkey piccata before where I've uh, just bought a small package of turkey cutlets and pounded it out just like you would chicken with the the capers and the butter, Mm. which is delicious. I've done that several times. Um, But, you know, it's all about the sides, too. And you can make a very affordable meal out of just a couple of sides. For example, I just got done before we hopped on this call of making a fermented cranberry relish that I will be serving on my Thanksgiving table. And one of the many reasons I've been fermenting for years, but more so this year because we need the, those immunity boosters mm, yeah. to, to fight off, you know, the viruses that are going around. I mean, I know it's not a cure for COVID, but it certainly will keep you healthy if you ever were to, you know, contract it. I, that's, that's what I'm going on at least. How do you, how do you ferment it? couple of different ways but when I'm making a cranberry ferment I start with a uh, a store-bought kefir um, kind of like lemonade but usually I have some mm, ginger in it yeah. so it gives it a kick start and you know I, I just kind of pulse the cranberries in my food processor with some apples I'll put a cinnamon stick in there you know I mean use your creativity but the main thing is air can't hit it so either you weight it down with some distilled water on top or you use one of those fun little fermenting 
deal where it's in a mason jar and it's got the airlock on it, just like how you ferment for wine. Um, just so you keep that, that air off of it. Um, and then, you know, store in the refrigerator that can last as long as you want it to. Uh, it's, it's forever good because it's got those live cultures in it. And that's true for any ferment. Um, the other thing that I'm um, excited about right now, I, I just did a story about sweet potatoes for uh, Lux Lifestyle Magazine, which is based in Charlotte, but they have distribution uh, up and down the entire eastern seaboard. One of the things I learned, I, I really worked closely with the North Carolina Sweet Potato Commission or Sweet Potato Board. I love that. There's a sweet potato board. Uh, they are the uh, largest. North Carolina, that is. It's the largest producer of sweet potatoes you find in the grocery stores. And, no way. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, there's all kinds of varieties. And, by the way, not to be confused with yams. Totally different. different. Okay, wait, wait. We have to talk about this for a second because I actually <laughs> don't know the difference. So, really, you honestly have to break this down for me. Well, and, of course, you know, when the, the story is released, which should be soon, uh, I'm sure we can put the link in your in your show notes. But so a yam is a lot starchier than a sweet potato. Um, and they, they look different. Um, <laughs> but um, how do I describe this? The the sweet orange colored vegetable you've been enjoying is actually the sweet potato. Okay. Uh, but the red skin sweet potatoes are yams. Mm. Uh, and there's a, a blue million different types of them. Um, so you're going to get a yam, uh, which is going to be imported to the U.S. from, say, the Caribbean, for example. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? <laughs> wow, we're just going through a lot of miss here, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But um, either of them are loaded with uh, nutrition, and especially during this time of year. And, you know, I... I knew this, but I, I found it quite interesting. I recently did a story about uh, soul food and what people think of soul food, you know, the, the heavy fried chicken and that sort yeah. of thing, is actually celebration food. So during slave times, um, uh, the enslaved people would would keep that kind of food for very special occasions. But they, they lived on sweet potatoes was one of the things that they lived off of because it was so nutritious. Mm. And of course, you'll, wow. you'll see how that sweet potato has taken on a new life form wherever you go in the United States. And yeah, I mean, we've got it, it's on every menu, right? Sweet potato fries uh, probably are on almost every menu competing with regular French fries. And I find people either love them. <laughs> Or they don't love them. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, when when you're on a budget, uh, they're very filling. Um, and in the story that I did, I, I talk about all of the different nu nutrients that they provide. Um, and they're also good, of course, I'm no nutritionist, so let's just make th that disclaimer. But I have talked to some nutritionists. And uh, one of the uh, great things about sweet potatoes is that they um, help uh, with diabetics to keep mm. from those sugars from oh. from spiking. Yeah, no marshmallows. Thank you very much. Right, darn it. <laughs> and in this story, I uh, I worked with the board uh, with a couple of their chefs, and so I've got all kinds of recipes I can throw up there for you. 
um, that's beyond, you know, the, the thing that we associate with sweet potatoes at Thanksgiving. And is the is the classic sort of Thanksgiving sweet potato dish, is that one with marshmallows or did we just sort of evolve that over time? I think that's a Southern thing. Um, okay, okay. That probably, I mean... It's dessert. Come on, let's just be let's just be honest. <laughs> it's just like that. Oh, what is that? What is that thing that y'all eat? We call it ambrosia, but uh, oh, on the west coast, what is it called? Fro- frog eye salad? I, Not a salad. I've always called it ambrosia, <laughs> but but I'm from the Midwest, so what do I know? Well, yeah, the Midwest, y'all got the. You got the corner on the market of the canned cream of mushroom soup, eh? Yes, <laughs> Which we I do. Love. I love it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, poking at that at all. Now, I have gotten to where I will make like a homemade right. cream of mushroom soup, but but the can um, does in a pinch. Mm-hmm. So, what what are some other like side dishes that, particularly if if you're doing this the first time or if you are on on a bit of a budget, what are some of the things that you can you can whip up that that could you could even wow yourself? Well, and you know, on the subject, as a freelance journalist right now, I am totally on a budget because, uh, well, <laughs> COVID. <Right. laughs> Uh, I have tended to a small garden this year. I mean, I always do. But uh, so like back in the early fall, I planted a a mess of greens. So I've got collards and kale. And then over at mom and daddy's house, they've got some turnip greens and some mustard greens. So any type of cruciferous green is going to be uh, another, another option to help keep yourself healthy during this season. But it's also really inexpensive. So even if you have to go buy them your, from the grocery store, um, they're just so inexpensive and so versatile. You can do all kinds of things with them. I mean, with the collards, you can even um, kind of do a quick steam on them and use them to make, mm. uh, say, damas, you know, the uh, stuffed grape leaves. Uh, you can use the collards instead. If you don't want like the traditional collards that people think of that's been stewed down with the meat and all of that, um, I will probably do a, a massaged kale salad, kind of like a Caesar salad, but with the kale, um, mm. where you put the kale in, a, say, a Ziploc bag, or if you want to be a little bit more earth conscious, simply uh, take it in a bowl. It's people, you know, I'm just giving different options. Let's add a little bit of chopped yeah, yeah. garlic and some lemon juice, and you just like massage it. I mean, it's what it is massage kale. And so, because some people can't tolerate, you know, kale is very fibrous. <laughs> some, <laughs> some people don't like to eat it as is. But if you massage it, it breaks down those cellular walls in the, in the, um, green. Mm. And then, of course, you can dress it like a Caesar with the, the parm and all of that. Um, let's see, what else am I making? Oh, so with the turnip greens, you've got the turnips that you can roast with the sweet potatoes, uh, kind of layered, you know, um, so you would slice them fairly thin and uh, roast them off with a little bit of rosemary or thyme. These are all really great options that are inexpensive. Of course, you know, everybody likes mac and cheese and stuff. Or by the way, we call it dressing. But, uh, and those are all great, great things. Let's see. 
in areas like Wisconsin and Minnesota and Michigan, all up uh, like on the border, you'll find a lot of uh, wild rice being harvested. And oh, so yeah. up in that region, you might you might catch a little bit of some wild rice stuffing, for example. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. And and what about, uh, I mean, everyone's favorite topic, let's just be real, is dessert. Yeah. You know, what are some desserts like you can just, you can just pull off? I mean, obviously you can go to the store and buy something, but, you know, I'm trying to infuse a little creativity on this, on this podcast. You know, what are, what are some of the things you could, you could make, even if you feel like, oh God, I cannot bake anything. Right, right. Well, and, you know, um, personally, I have been on a a kind of a self-care kick during the pandemic and have uh, incorporated weight loss and diet into that self-care. So you might see on my Thanksgiving table, for example, a cranberry granita, um, where you take the juice of those cranberries and maybe put a little bit of dried cranberry in there as well. Uh, and if you don't know about granita, it's so easy. Um, you essentially take the juice and put it in a in a small, shallow Pyrex pan or something like that. Put it in the freezer, and every 15 minutes or so, you're going to take a fork and you're going to rake it through so it doesn't turn into a solid piece of ice. Mm. So it'll be kind of like a slushy. Yeah. In the mixologist world, you'll hear it called a red rooster. Uh, so. There'd be a little bit of alcohol involved. Uh-huh, I was going to say, are we, are we spiking this with a little something here? <laughs> well, and then the other thing is, if you don't spike it before you're freezing it off, you could certainly use that granita then to be put in a coo glass and uh, pour a little bit of champagne on top. Mm, I like um, where this is headed, yeah. Uh, but, it, but if you're wanting something a little bit heartier and more indulgent, uh, of course, a sweet potato or pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. In these parts, you're going to see pecan pie, or in Kentucky, you'll see like a derby pie on there. And by the way, you can't, there's a, it's one of the few foods that's trademarked is the derby pie. What, um, what is derby pie? That, that's a whole nother box of wine conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a pecan pie with chocolate chips in it, but uh, okay, okay, there's, there's okay. a whole bunch more to that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What else is desserts? So you could always do, say, a, a, a dessert of cheese and fruit, mm-hmm. which would be something very simple. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, and again, yeah. I mean, you can always just go straight to like the champagne for dessert. I mean, I am not below that at all. Uh, right. It's, exactly. And, you know, I mean, after eating a heavy meal, like what we're talking about, something light like that granita is mm, yeah or I, I say a cranberry uh sorbet would be good mm, um if yeah, you've got a nice cream maker you know yeah that sounds good yeah i mean you know thinking about like making the new rules this year and changing it up and even the idea that you know if you're going to eat thanksgiving by yourself or with your partner or whoever it may be it doesn't even have to be the same food that you eat in the past like if you if you make a killer risotto or a yeah, whatever yeah. the heck you want to do, do it. You know, I think that's what's going to be fun about this year. And and those those long held beliefs that you have to like gain five pounds at Thanksgiving and feel that's terrible right. after you eat it, like yeah, you can change that this year. That's what I think is 
is uh, is so interesting and exciting, I think, because I, I really don't like to feel stuffed to the point of, you know, needing to just like turn in bed and I'll see you tomorrow morning. Like maybe when I was younger, but anymore, it's just like, that's just not appealing to me. <laughs> you know, I love that you bring up uh, risotto. Um, think about this for a Thanksgiving tradition, because the, the first Thanksgiving, um, there, there was a lot of seafood on that table because, of course, if you think about where the first Thanksgiving was, it was on yeah. the eastern coast. So you could certainly turn that risotto into, a, talk about traditional, you could top that with your seafood of choice. Uh, the, the first Thanksgiving, it was mostly oysters and um, mm. um, other shellfish, um, but like mussels and whatnot. But uh you could easily make a risotto uh, and put either shrimp or, say, a, like a flaky piece of fish on top of it that had been dressed in maybe some rosemary or something to give that feel of a Thanksgiving feast. Yeah, I happen to make a killer risotto, so I am all about the risotto recipes. Yeah. And I just – I don't know if you know the history, but that's really interesting that the, the first Thanksgiving was, like, seafood-based. Do you know where it made that that shift into – what we now know is the Thanksgiving meal? Well, that's a good question. And I would, you know, I don't know this to be certain, but just with my research with that soul food conversation that we were having, um, say, for example, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese was uh, something that was developed by uh, Jefferson's uh, chef that he had sent over to Europe to learn to make all of these foods that he enjoyed. And he came back. And so macaroni and cheese was made from scraps. Uh, and so when the, the Great Migration happened after slavery, slavery was abolished, you'll see uh, all of those foods kind of permeating the United States. Like if you go up into Chicago in that area, you'll you'll see a lot of hmm. lot, a lot of foods that kind of morphed um and mac and cheese is one of them hmm. um let's see uh as far as the uh, how it turned of course there was turkey on the table um but it would have been uh, what we now call a heritage bird um this story i did for uh foodie travel usa which i'll give you the link to that as well to put up on your show notes but um the first turkey here in the United States was a breed known as the bronze turkey. And pretty much every turkey that we know today come from that, that breed. Really? Wow. So the, the broad breasted white that you'll see like a butterball turkey, for example, Mm -hmm. is uh, a descendant of that bronze heritage bird. So, um, yeah. Food anthropology is kind of my jam. I could talk about this and nerd out on it all day. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's fascinating because if we go back to like to the beginning, I mean, thinking about where all this food came from, I think is just, it's a really interesting uh, conversation and just something we don't think about. We just think about what's sitting on the table in front of us that we want to devour. It came from the store. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. (laughs) It just magically showed up at the store and... uh, and now we're here to eat it. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, you know, we we spoke a little bit about gratitude and doing those those great uh, handwritten note cards. But 
I'm also thinking about how giving back maybe will play into this to this yeah. Thanksgiving, particularly because people have been furloughed, lost jobs, been sick, you know, that that sort of thing. And maybe there's somebody in your family who lost a job or or is sick or maybe a, f- a friend that you know. But I think this year really opens up the opportunity of thinking about Thanksgiving in maybe a more proactive way than than we have in in our past. I'm curious what you think about that. Well, there you know the easy breezy ways to do that is you know give money, but uh, of course sometimes people are a little bit too too proud to to take money um but there are other ways you can you can help out someone that's that's lost their job or whatnot for example I can't imagine being a single mama right now and having to teach the kids go to work all of that kind of stuff at once so offer some free babysitting services to folks like that um or for, say, the elderly that's scared to death that they're going to catch COVID, perhaps offer to do the grocery shopping for them. Or um, anyone in, uh, that's lost their job, they still have to get the yard cut and that kind of thing. So pay mm-hmm. a month's worth of, of yard services. Um, another thing that connects back to my conversation about uh, farmers and the agrarian culture um, right now, as they're winding up their season in a lot, a lot of the U.S., um, they're looking toward what their CSA is going to be like last uh, next year. Excuse me. And of course, if you don't know what a CSA is, that's a community supported agriculture, and these farmers depend on uh, money on the front end to be able to raise the crops that you're going to start, you know, uh, enjoying. Say when summer comes. So why not seek out your favorite farmer in your area and not only buy a CSA from them because you're supporting them because, you know, that they always get hit harder than the rest of us sometimes. <laughs> well, I should say sometimes yeah. it just happens to me. But um, what is it that uh, President Kennedy said once that the farmer is the only business that buys retail and sells wholesale? So. Buy an buy an extra CSA for someone that either you know or maybe that the farmer has identified, and go ahead and prepay for that person to have a year's worth of food come into them once a month or once a week or however their CSA model is built upon. Wow, I think that's such a great idea. Like those are such unique ways to think about Thanksgiving. I think that are that are different. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would be remiss if I did not plug my my fellow journalist friends, please subscribe, subscribe to blogs, subscribe to newspapers. Um, for me, I write for my local paper, which is the Leaf Chronicle. And, you know, they're, they're always having sales on their, their uh, paper subscriptions. And it helps us out because if the papers are getting money, guess who gets to write for them? <laughs> so help us with her out. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take that plug. <laughs> no, you got you got to take it when you have it, you know. <laughs> All right, Melissa. Well, I thought it would be fun to end this episode in a way I don't normally do it, but to do a little fun adult Mad Libs like Thanksgiving edition. So, if you're game for it, okay, okay. So, uh, first, I need a verb. Go with eat, since we've been talking about food so much. Eek. Okay, what about a part of the body? 
Uh, oh, I don't know. Let's go foot. Foot. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to skip a couple of these. Let's go to, to uh, an adjective. Hmm. An adjective. Let's. Oh, gosh. I feel bad about saying this one. <laughs> Ugly. Let's do that. Ugly. Okay. And what about a plural noun? Hmm. Marshmallows? Marshmallows. Okay. And uh, an adverb. Laughingly. Laughingly. Okay. And a plural noun. Oh, God. Something that I brought up uh, earlier because it's been part of my focus this year. Let's go with pounds. Pounds. Okay. Yeah. I've been I've been trying to drop the LBs, girl. <laughs> okay. We got two more. Uh, noun. A noun. Hmm. Ooh, because this 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 time has been nuts. Let's go with nut. Nut. All right, and uh, a verb ending in ing. A verb ending. Hmm. Getting. Getting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So here's what we got. It's that special time of year when we gather together to eat ourselves silly and give thanks that the football game is on later so no one has to actually talk to one another. Sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's a menu for today's dysfunctional family feast. We've got baked ugly potatoes with mini marshmallows. Okay. And a healthy dose of embarrassment as your mom laughingly says, aren't you still trying to lose a few pounds, sweetie? Mm -hmm. Sounds like something that happens in a lot of families. Not my mama. She's so encouraging. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. I love that. But I've heard it happen. (laughs) Yes. So then we've got, uh, we're going to finish off the meal with some nut pie with a scoop of relief that you have another year until the next Thanksgiving. I love it. So we're going to have some of those ugly potatoes topped with uh, with marshmallows and I'm looking forward to some nut pie. (laughs) That would be that derby pie that we talked about, or the pie. <laughs> right. oh, and by the way, so that my friends that are not from the south, you pee in a can, you eat a pecan. <laughs> okay. I am so hungry after this episode. (laughs) With just a few more days until Thanksgiving, I hope you've been inspired to create some new traditions this year. Just blow up the old ones. And remember, Thanksgiving isn't about the food. It's about the Thanksgiving. You can learn more about Melissa on her website, CorbinInTheDell.com, and on Instagram at MelCorbin. And I'm also going to be sharing some of her Thanksgiving-focused articles and all of those yummy sweet potato recipes in the show notes, so be sure to head there. As always, thank you so much for being a dedicated listener of this show. Please share Millennial Money with any friends and family members that you know that would dig it as well. And as always, you can head to our show notes for all the links mentioned in this episode and links to all of our sponsors. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, We want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. 
see you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.